It doesn't need to be well because we're going to be talking all about like Batman and DC and everything. I figured we'd do like favorite DC movie. Okay. Like overall. That's fine. That's so hard. <laughs> That's why it's gonna be fun. It could be watched. Yeah, it could be watched. It could be one of the animated films. Yeah, it does. It could be. It could be any of those. Could be. Yeah, animated too. Any, anything's fair game. So. I'm gonna be the dick that says Avengers. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome, Scene and Nerd. Uh, it's a very special show today. Um, you know, usually you come, you listen to the show and we're talking about TC, uh, TV, whether it's DC, Marvel, uh, any kind of show like that. Uh, but we're changing things up this week. You know, we got a, a little movie coming out in a few weeks. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's called Batman v Superman. And and I got the guys here from Shanley on Batman, uh, Justin, Kyle, Tom. Welcome back to the show, fellas. What is up? Hey, good to be back. Yeah, it's really good to have you guys here. I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. We're going to talk... All things DC, uh, even the movie universe, the TV universe. We're going to talk about the movie that's coming out in just a few weeks. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun here. Uh, but before we get going, I wanted to talk to you guys about a trailer that just dropped today. Uh, it is the Ghostbusters, I don't know, sequel, reboot. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, it dropped today. What did you guys think of the trailer? Honestly, I it was a lot better than I was originally expecting it to be. It actually made me smile and laugh a little bit at times. Now now I'm actually interested in the movie, whereas before I really didn't have any interest in a reboot of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I was uh, I was not aware that it was actually going to be... I would say it's a complete reboot, because it seemed like they were creating the technology, the plasma ray or whatever, to capture ghosts and everything. Like It doesn't seem like there was any background history of like, oh, we're going to pick up where these other guys left off now that it has to happen. But... For now, I didn't know anything at all about the movie, really. I knew what was going on, but I hadn't read about it or anything like that. I I would go watch it now, seeing the trailer. It's promising. Uh, the guy who directed it, Paul Feig, uh, he directed and wrote a bunch of The Office episodes yep. and was like executive producer of that. So I think, like I said, like what before the trailer, I was like, yeah, I might pick that up on Blu-ray DVD, but it has promise. I guess the film I would compare it to is... The 21 Jump Street series. Okay. okay. That, that kind of the comedy. Like, it kind of, I kind of get that feel from it. Um, just like that kind of reboot. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not mad about it anymore. Just because there's <laughs> not, like, my Ghostbusters have Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, of course. You know, all those guys, Ivan Reitman. But, you know, I guess I can embrace it at this point. No, yeah, I'm like you. You know, it's like, it's something I grew up with. So, it's it's hard to see you know somebody else uh, other characters it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that it's it's a man or a woman it's just it's different Ghostbusters um you know like you're saying like you know you think of Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd Harold Ramis Ivan Reitman you know uh, um uh, and I'm forgetting Winston's name uh but uh you know you think of those guys when you think of Ghostbusters so um I mean I wasn't the trailer kind of came off a little mad to me but I did enjoy like the effects the uh, the ghosts look cool. I mean, it, you can tell they are trying to grasp what the original did in some sense. 
Um, but you know, we'll see that that was the first trailer. Um, you know, it, it, I did, it did kind of pique my interest. So, you know, I might end up going to check it out. So just curious to hear what you guys thought of it because it did drop today. So, uh, but we are going to move on to, uh, Batman v Superman. Um, you know, what's, <laughs> what's Batman v Superman? I've not, you haven't heard about that. Oh man. When's that come out? It's it's a really good independent movie, is from what I've heard. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, oh, I, I think it's animated. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard it was Claymation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must have been a bitch to make that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, the the numbers are starting to come out for the tracking, you know, of the the ticket sales, the, the opening weekend, and you know, Deadline came out with numbers that uh, ranging ranging between 300 and 400 million. Now, obviously, they're going to give us some high projections um, to get people excited, to work everyone up. I, I, I'm excited. I'm, I think it's a good thing with all the negative publicity it's gotten uh, recently. It's, it's nice to see people kind of overreaching because maybe that gets more people intrigued that we're on the fence about it. Um, but I, I'm curious. I just I want to get your guys' opinion on where do you guys actually see uh, a number? Like, can you give me a number? What you guys the, – the ticket sales being that opening weekend? I think that the number, the domestic number, I think they said it was like between 100 and 120 or something, or 120, 140. I feel like that number is a low ball number. I think that the worldwide box office is, is on track, but I feel like the movie opening weekend it'll be it'll be between like 160 and 180. Like I just have a really strong, uh, really strong inclination that's going to be the like the final opening number because. If you look at Deadpool and Star Wars, like they were kind of like lowballing that movie. Those, like, obviously not as much Star Wars, but Deadpool. And uh, if you look at Deadpool, like the numbers that it kind of like received when it actually opened up, it exceeded the their their lowball number by like 50, 60 million. So I really feel like they're lowballing that number. I, um, it's interesting to finally see like how all that's going on. Like I've been on like my, like, cause I'm seeing it on the 21st, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fans, the, sc- the fan screening. Yeah. We're not talking to him for that entire week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I said, I think that's a low ball. Like, obviously they know more about this stuff than I do. Like they have like, <laughs> 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 but I just like, just from like people who I've talked to, they're seeing like more in the one sixty one eighty range. Yeah, it's 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 um that's what I'm hearing too. If I had to predict a number, I'm gonna go a little over, say one eighty, one eighty five. Um, I could most certainly see them doing that kind of work. Uh, you know, I. However, people felt about Man of Steel. It sounds like you know they're gonna if you know because there's gonna be those haters out there that didn't like Man of Steel that are that are gonna be debating that entire week that reviews are coming out. Um, you know, if they should see the movie or not. And I mean, obviously we're just hearing word of mouth things, but you know, it sounds like Ben Affleck's Batman, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor and Wonder Woman, or Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman are, are, are doing fairly well with the very limited number of people that have been able to see it so far. Um, Justin, what do you think of, uh, of people on the fence and, and, you know, what would you tell them that, you know, to kind of get them over the hump, but Hey, you know, what would you say to, to push them to, to see the movie? 
I tell them to look at that last trailer, but I feel like now that everyone seems like everyone's seeing it's going to be a successful film, everyone's trying to climb on the bandwagon right before like the movie comes out. There's a lot of apprehension as the film was, you know, percolating, being set up, uh, you know, like the the negative reaction to the ending of Man of Steel really kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I love Man of Steel. I thought that there was a perfect kind of like segue into the DC uh, multiverse that they have going on. Mm -hmm. But I think like to get people excited about this film, it's going to be action packed. You're going to see a new Batman. You're going to see Batman fight Superman for the first time. They're going to be on screen for the first time. It's going to be the first time that we get to see um, Wonder Woman on like on the silver screen. Obviously we've seen like her in comics cartoons and like the tv show from the 70s but it'll be the first time that they've actually done uh like an adaptation of her for the big screen and we also get a lex luther that it doesn't care about uh real estate so <laughs> so yeah, that'll be soon yeah. I, I agree it's gonna be nice to see lex luther that's out for more than just you know a new house and new land um and Doomsday too. And Doomsday, and that's a, that's another thing too. I know people complained when he was in like the I think it was the third trailer, second trailer, third. I can't remember. Um, yeah, and and, uh, and even though they revealed that, I still felt like there's a lot more in the movie we have not seen yet. Um, I love how they have really kept uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman under wraps. Um, like I'm really stoked to see what he's going to look like on screen and how he's going to be a part of this movie. Um, Kyle, what do you, do you think of a lot of the negative publicity that came out just a couple weeks ago? And, you know, it, it seemed like everything was, was kind of mildly going so like publicity wise, like there was nothing high, nothing low it was just kind of steady, staying at a, a steady stream. And then all of a sudden, boom, the hit flicks thing hits and then it just kind of snowballs from there. Uh, my take on that would be, I think a lot of people are just kind of apprehensive right now. So as soon as there's any sort of sudden change in someone's opinion maybe that they just kind of grab onto that and follow suit rather than forming their own opinions on the matter all i can really say about that is uh yeah like just just give it a chance there's going to be a lot of firsts in this movie for uh the dc on the big screen that all the actors seem to be really excited for this movie so i'd say before you really make any judgments you really need to get in the theater and see it for yourself can i add something to what he had to say because he brings up a interesting point like i posted on twitter the other day for someone who, like Ben Affleck, for someone who's as excited about this film, and you can tell his excitement by going out and doing the junkets, like the TNT thing, you know, doing the Jimmy Kimmel. For someone who is that excited for a film, I don't feel like he'd be that excited if the film was, a, like, dog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, his excitement has really shown – it's really shined through. You know, like, you can tell he's really excited about the movie, about working on this, and it really gets you excited about him being attached to the Batman um, and what he's going to do to that. Um, by the way, did you guys all love what he, what him and Cavill and Eisenberg did on Kimmel? I mean, that was, oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. Hey, wait, you're, you're Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you ever get that? I'll drop you off this planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, oh man. I was like dying when I saw that the first time. It was just, you know, you have to watch it a few more times, but it's just, it's hilarious. <clears throat> Should check out the bloopers. That shit's hilarious too. I saw like um just I I didn't see the bloopers, but I saw a gif of uh Superman or not Superman. I want to say Superman. Uh, Henry Cavill said something, and he and he you could see them kind of lose it just in that scene. And, and <laughs> just, I mean, just kind of watching it, just like without any words and their reaction, it just it looked 
so funny. You just wanted to laugh at that one, uh, one that that one image. Um, Tom, now what are you what are you looking forward to the most out of Batman v Superman? Is there what if there's one thing you had to pick out? I know this is gonna be a really hard question, but if there's one thing you had to pick out from Batman v Superman, what would it be? Oh my goodness, that is a really hard question. I'm sitting here like, don't ask me a hard one, don't ask me a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I'm looking forward to most, um, I would have to say, I'm biased to Batman, but I'm going to go big picture with it. The thing that I'm looking forward to most is like the whole beginning to the, the way that DC is going to shape their universe on the big screen. Um, like the other guys just said, it's a first for a lot of things. And um, the way that they make these characters interact in this first movie where they first find out, like, hey, we're all special in our own ways and we can utilize that together as a team, that's going to play a huge, huge, giant, important role for uh, for the next 10 years of how they're going to form these movies that they have already planned out for us. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to develop these characters and build their relationships and try not to overwhelm us with so many characters and so many relationships and all that. Uh, Kyle, same question. Man, you took the words out of my mouth there, Tom. But, yeah, like, just kind of putting it in another way, besides, you know, the whole getting to see Batman and going to fight, which is going to be a whole bunch of fun action, we're all going to enjoy that, I'm pretty sure. I really want to see how the Justice League comes together and how they're interacting with each other. And I also want to see how they set up potential villains in the future, because I know there's been a lot of hinting at Darkseid being a part of this universe soon. So I want to see if that really starts playing a role in the movie or if it's made just one scene. I don't know. I really want, I really hope there's a bit more to it than just Doomsday. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that would be that, you know, and I, and I know I've seen other, talks of you know a potential another villain beyond doomsday and and lex so that'll be interesting to see how that if if it happens how it's worked into the story uh justin why don't you let me know what you think what you're looking forward to the most out of the film or the dc uh let's say the film okay uh i want to say like just ben as batman ben as bruce that really i think that for me is like what i'm most excited for and then, like, just because, like, I'm a film score nerd, the the Junkie XL Batman theme, like, I'm really looking forward to see how that kind of plays off in the film. So, uh, number one goes to Batman, number two for that, so. Nice, nice. Now, I'm curious, you know, I, there's there's so much going to be happening in this movie. A lot of characters, a lot of story going on, a lot of things are going to be trying to rectify from Man of Steel story-wise with what happened with, you know, Superman and Zod and how it created... Um, this kind of, this obviously more awareness of, of who's on the planet now, but are you guys concerned at all? Um, Kyle, start with you. Are you, are you concerned that, uh, they're packing in too much or do you feel like they are going to iron things out nicely? So it doesn't feel so jumbled. At first I would have said, yes. I, when I heard that it was going to be Batman and Superman and Lex Luthor and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and maybe Flash or something like that. I was like, oh my god, there's going to be so many characters that they had to introduce for the first time. It's going to be hectic. Now I'm not so worried about it, because there's definitely going to be a lot more emphasis on Batman and Superman, and maybe not so much as the other characters. Well, Wonder Woman has a big part, so there's that. But I think they're going to, be, I think they're going to handle introductions properly. I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. They've seen lots of, they've seen Marvel try origin stories before, so they know what to expect. 
when it comes to that. All right, so um, now let's let's move on past the movie. Now, now obviously this is, you know, th- this is the second movie in you know DC slate for the DCEU, but it's it's obviously the the one that's gonna launch everything else that happens. You know, Justice League, uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Uh, you know, we're, we might even see some hints of some of Suicide Squad characters in the movie. Um, you know. Are you guys excited about uh, the different villains? Like, for example, we were talking a little bit about ago about Darkseid. What do you think he's, you know, I guess, how do you think he'll translate to screen? You know, we've already seen Thanos in Avengers. Do you think he could have the same presence, if not maybe even a bigger presence uh, in the DCEU? I think that the DCEU has the better villains, like Joker's down, Dark, yeah. Dark Side, Doomsday. Uh, you're gonna see Harley Quinn for the first time, and that's just like that, those are just like Batman, Superman, you know, related. We're not like getting into Green Lantern or Cyborg or you know the Flash. Like these, those are just for those like for those these few movies that we know about. We we have an opportunity to see you know maybe Brainiac's gonna be thrown into Justice League One, then Dark Side into uh, Justice League Two, like. We there's so much that they, they can do with these films. I think that the villains, as long as the story re- isn't you know just you know like the how Burton and Schumacher kind of like did the villains, like it, they pretty much played them like heavier than you know we got from you know Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, I think that they'll be fine. But I think that DC had com- if you were to compare the two like the two companies DC and Marvel DC hands down has the better villains we have still like i'm still looking for a other than captain america of the winter soldier i'm still looking for a, a marvel film with a great villain would you say i'm no, i'm just i'm not going to get off topic here but did you like loki at all eh he was eh okay okay eh. that's fair all right like it was interesting but like i've seen this before like i've seen like to me he's like the joker the riddler of marvel i've already seen this like give me something and they keep te- they've teased Thanos since like <laughs> for how long now? Like now I'm just kind of like bored with it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know if you, do you guys watch um, honest trailers from Screen Junkies? <laughs> yes. And I think one of the funniest things they they do is they definitely rag on on Thanos, um, just saying he's still sitting there doing nothing. You know, it's just like it's really funny because it's true. Like he doesn't do anything. Obviously, we're not going to get to see him till. Uh, Infinity Wars, but um, but yeah, that that just kind of made me think of that right now. But um, yeah, it, it, I mean that's the great thing about that's that's definitely one of the great things I love about the DC universe is the fact that there's so many villains, um, and 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 you can just look at the TV shows for that because of all the villains they've had for just you know the characters on Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Like they've had so many villains. And then, King Shark. What's that? How they got King Shark into the DC. <laughs> television show how the, like can, could you imagine them trying to do that with agents of shield no no, no way no no no, no. It, it's not even close um <laughs> comparison there uh but yeah i mean and he looked fantastic too that's the great thing i mean if if you if they can do that so well on a tv show i mean can you imagine what other characters are going to look like in the dc uh movie universe i think it's going to be uh really fun to look forward to um now about the uh, about the expanded universe movie wise, um, do you think we're gonna? Um, I'll start with you, Kyle. Do you think we're gonna get to see some sort of tease? Um, maybe I mean we already know Batman has Vision of Dark Side, but do you can you see maybe any other characters uh, 
scenes having some sort of vision or, or giving a nod to the future slate of the DCU? Almost certainly. I'm pretty sure that by the end of the movie, there will be some someone will have some sort of vision that will predict doom in the future, and that's going to be what drives them to come together and form the Justice League. Yeah, it's... Um... I, I would hope so. I mean, you know, the movies, uh, the comic book movies that we see now are so, you know, we're so ready for the after credit scenes. Um, you know, that it seems like those, you know, started with Iron Man and, and the build up to what they did with Avengers. Um, I'm excited to see what DC does in this, in the, in, in, uh, in that sense, you know, cause we're going to, like you said, we're going to get teases. We're going to get, you know, nods to characters, um, you know, little, you know, little nods to the Justice League and how we're going to see that. And just like, it's supposed to come out next year, right? Justice League? Yes, part one. Yeah, November 17, 2017, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, so I'm curious, too, to ask you guys, you know, with JLA start, it's going to be out, it's scheduled to be out next year. Um, And with uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, do you see them going a different way quickly because of his age um, and, and maybe trying something whether it's to explore his you know origins or or moving forward and he passes on the mantle i mean what would you guys prefer if they were to take that route um so you're saying like solo batman route yeah um i think it would be really dumb not to utilize ben affleck's age and physical condition because if you go back and look at the comic books and all the other things, like, hey, just look at The Dark Knight Returns, for instance. Like, you have an old Bruce Wayne who's still kicking ass, for sure, but just kind of realizing, like, man, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. And in the trailer, the last final trailer that we got, we got that little poke from Alfred, even, like, you know, either you... you you go out and try to kill yourself every night, you know, like you haven't, you haven't got yet. You haven't done it yet. Not from lack of trying, you know? And I just think that with Ben Affleck's age and everything, not that he's an old man or anything either, but for being Batman and jumping off buildings and fighting bad guys and getting stabbed at and shot at every night, I'd say he's kind of an old man. And for them not to run a story like passing the torch to like even, a new Batman, like a Batman Beyond-esque story, or having like a rock, like training a Robin where he, where you can tell like he's training him for the end of Batman because he's going to take the torch. I think that's definitely the way that they need to run that. It, it, it wouldn't make any sense to tell an origin story again. How many times can we see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot down in an alley and, uh, young boy crying at a funeral taken by the the butler back to the mansion to be sad until he becomes Batman. Like, I, I just, I can't watch that again and be happy in a movie. It, I think they know that too. So I mean, we're getting that Batman to be Superman and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's that. And I think that was like in the first trailer they ever, or second, I take it back the second trailer they showed us. I think it was the, the Comic-Con trailer where we got to see the, you know, the, obviously it's going to be a flashback of, of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot and, and that whole scene. And that, that surprised me. I mean, do you guys, I'm curious, do you guys think that it's needed or do you think it's going to be something that maybe brings Bruce and Clark together? What What's your question? Sorry. Um, no, so we're getting, we're obviously getting the flashback of Thomas and Martha Wayne 
getting shot. What I'm what I was asking is, um, do you think it's something that we really need, or do you think more this is it's more serving a purpose of bringing Bruce and Clark together, or it could be something completely different? I think what they're trying to do is set up this this version of Batman. Like obviously we had the 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 origin story told in Batman Begins. I think what they're trying to do with this is they're they're gonna give us a huge dollop of Batman the first twenty five thirty minutes, and they're gonna go through like his like origin. I I wouldn't say like as much as they did in Batman Begins, but I I feel like we're gonna get the his parents being gunned down like we saw you know uh, the comedian played by I don't remember his name Jeff, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan and the chick from Lauren Cohan the chick from uh, Walking Dead like we've seen that we've seen a photo of that I think we're I think they're trying to do that. And I don't know if that will bring Clark and Bruce together, um, but I, I, I feel like they have to go out and as much as they don't want to do that, I think that just set up the story for this new world that they have kind of like thrown at us. You know, instead of doing like an origin story of just a solo Batman movie, they're just going to do like a quick origin of Bruce as a young child and him training and then boom, he's Batman. I really hope it feels like really comic-y with it. I mean, this is my hope, and I'm sure it's probably not going to go like this. It'll be the whole origin story thing. But I hope it's like one of those like comic book flashback kind of moments. Like you got Batman standing on a like the tallest building in Gotham, you know, and he like has that reflection of his life. Like I'm hoping that it's not going to be like a 20 minute. This is what happened to young Bruce Wayne. Watch it again, ha ha ha. I hope it's just like a. Batman reflects his life and like all the things that he's gone through to get to this point in life, and then boom onto some action. That's what I'm hoping. You know, it's like you guys said, like we've seen it a lot already. So rehashing it, I guess one more time, I guess we can do it. But yeah, it's just something that we probably I do think, need to see over again. I mean, there. I think anytime you ever bring in Batman into anything, you have to tell the origin story. Unfortunately, as unfortunate as it is, even in Gotham. Like, we already know, like, this sets up, like, young Bruce Wayne, but they already, the first episode, boom, Thomas and Martha Wayne killed. Batman Begins, Thomas and Martha Wayne killed. Batman, Thomas and Martha Wayne killed. Batman Forever, Thomas and Martha Wayne killed. Like, every, it seems like every iteration of a new version of Batman, they have to do this for whatever reason. Like, I feel like at this point, everyone knows the reason why Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. I feel like there could have been another way to do it in this film. You know, like, it would have been more interesting to see, like, a kind of more of a year one take on it, where he just, like, puts on, like, this fake scar and walks down crime alley, beating up, like, pimps and shit. Like, I feel like that would have been a bit more, like, interesting, because, I don't know. I am I guess I'm just tired of seeing the... Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah, just, <laughs> boom, dead. Oh. Sad kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's something we know, so it's, yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. Now, now, real quickly, sticking with Batman, and, you know, he's got such a huge rogue gallery, you know, and that's what I love about Batman, like, you know, and, and, and especially now with where he's going, I feel like we're going to finally start to get villains we never saw before. Do you guys think that with JLA, you know, getting Darkseid and Brainiac, I mean, I'm, I'm speculating here, do you, would you guys rather see, like, other villains that come from the Batman rogue gallery involved in these huge type of movie events or are you good with keeping it with like a dark side brainiac where they're so powerful that you do need the jla i feel like when you what with justice league 
They're going to do the big, like, team up. They're going to fight the huge bad guy, like, Dark Side, Brainiac, those guys. But when you start getting into these these solo films, like Solo Batman, I'd love to see, like, Court of Owls or Red Hood. Like, I would Definitely. think, I feel like those would be, those right now are ripe for the picking. I feel like everyone is looking for that. And you see on Twitter all the time, you know, bring back, you know, I want to see more Red Hood. Like, somebody asked uh, Jay, Olivia, Jay Olivia the other day, can you do another Red Hood? And he's like, ask James Tucker, you know. I feel like those movies, like Batman in particular, would be perfect for those lesser-known villains that you can bring, you could have those, like a Red Hood, and then at the very end, you have Jared Leto's Joker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's face it, like, Red Hood is gonna be, if they decide to go Red Hood and pull that out and do the whole Jason Todd storyline, with the the death of Robin and blah 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 and the story we all know, like God, that's just like perfect for mainstream media at this point in time. Everyone loves dirty laundry. Everybody loves like dirty mystery, crazy shit going on, and that's a crazy storyline. And people that aren't even interested in Batman comic books would love that story and they would just think it was like a brand new just idea that happened you know they'd have no clue that it, it was <laughs> that it was a comic book and that that's what's so perfect about it it would work and the way there's so many different avenues you could take making that movie if you would keep like to the actual story there's so many just different ways you could go with it it would really be the perfect storyline to do yeah, not to mention they could just go on Netflix and watch Under the Red Hood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> while, while I agree Batman's Rogue Gallery is fantastic and I'd love to see more of them, I'd also like to see more of the other heroes' Rogue Galleries. I know Flash has a pretty extensive one. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Wonder Woman has lots of villains you could pull out. Uh, whether or not I want to see them in like a, one of the team-up movies like Justice League, probably not. I like I'd like those to be focused more around fighting really big bad villain like Darkseid or Brainiac and leave the solo films for the lesser-known villains, give them more of a chance to be in the spotlight. About the whole team-up things, what do you guys think of of villains teaming up? Obviously, we we know of the villains that team up in the comic books, but what would you guys think of, of, you know, villains coming together on screen? I mean, do you think it would be something that would be hard to do, whether it was... uh, you know, Brainiac and Darkseid, or Lex and Darkseid, or, you know, Brainiac and... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that would even work, or do you think it's better that these villains, because they're so big and bad, to be on their own against the JLA? I think we're getting that team up with Suicide Squad. Um, I think that it would work perfectly with, you know, these big, like, Justice League 1 or Justice League 2, just a huge, you know, huge film where you're going to have not only, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you're going to get Aquaman, you're going to get Flash, you're going to get Cyborg. And today in Entertainment Weekly, they said, you know, we might finally get to see Green Lantern and Justice League 2. So you could pull Sinestro into that. You know, you could pull, like, you know, Parallax from Green Lantern. I mean, they even admit, like, Greg Silverman from WB even said, you know, yeah, we didn't do right by Green Lantern. So we really want... And I believe... It was him or Jeff John said, you know, if if you're a fan of Green Lantern, please be patient. We're trying to, you know, right the wrong of that Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern film. 
Yeah, and then you know you got Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool reminding us how bad it was. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't think he needed to do that because I think we already know how bad it was. Um, but uh, real quickly to get back to you know we were talking about Batman's villains. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, the the hot button topic is rated R comic book movies, uh, and you know I know Deadpool is like really the first big mainstream comic book character to get the rated R treatment. You know, we've had graphic novels that were rated R or certain in the movies that were rated R. Um, and, and they were, you know, like Watchmen, it was rated R, uh, yes, Spawn. So you had a lot of these other comic book adaptations, but nothing mainstream, obviously until Deadpool hit. And now, so now, you know, like I said, the red button topic is, you know, will more movies become our comic book movies become R rated. And it's just, it it just kind of is funny to me because I feel like way back before, you know, we had these phases of Marvel, we had any DC movies, when movies were starting to be formed, comic book movies, whenever the rated R talk came up, I feel like there were only two characters that were ever asked, like, would this ever be a rated R character? And to me, those were always Wolverine and Batman. Um, and and I, I got to ask you guys, what do you guys think of the possibility of, of, of an R-rated Batman film done in the style of a Frank Miller uh, adaptation or... Or even, um, you know, like, you know, you got like Long Halloween and, and all these other different graphic novels. What do you guys think of that translation of those to an R-rated Batman movie? I honestly think it could be a very real possibility, depending on how well the R-rated cut of Batman vs. Superman sells. I think Warner Brothers is going to use that for a gauge to see how badly people want that. If it does well, I could definitely see a potential Ben Affleck solo Batman movie being rated R for just how brutal his Batman has already kind of appeared to be in Batman versus Superman. I can see him going even a little further with that. Yeah. When, when the, when the uh, announcement came about the Blu-ray, the, the, the R rated cut, the director's cut, Zack Snyder's cut, obviously my first thought was, Oh, like, so they shot all this stuff a long time ago. And, and I'm sure, you know, Deadpool was still being, you know, talked about at the time. It wasn't even filming. So to me, I, I didn't see the R rated, thing is necessarily a huge reaction to Deadpool I thought maybe they thought okay well you know what this might work so let's do it for let's maybe throw some things in the blu-ray now and, and I and I I thought it was kind of silly because a lot of people on Twitter kept talking about oh is this going to be like more cussing or sexing or whatever and I thought that was kind of silly I thought and, and dumb because it's like my first thought was no if, if anything I think we're going to get the brutality of what we saw in the first like 10 seconds of that last trailer more of that um, we're going to get blo- people. We're actually going to get to see Batman make people bleed, which I think is going to be freaking awesome. What do you guys think of that R rated cut? And, and do you think it's going to really, really resonate with, uh, the audience? Um, I think that the reason why it's going to be R rated is like, they even, they even announced today that Gina Malone's character's been cut from the theatrical release of Batman v Superman. I think what we're going to get is, uh, the scene of Robin, if it's Jason Todd or Dick Grayson or whoever they decide to kill off, um, Jason Todd. Well, I keep I keep hearing you know it might be Dick, it might be Dick, just because Jason Todd's like kind of more obscure. They don't they don't see like a like mm. you know like a different. But I feel like we're gonna get to see like that scene, you know, the Joker in you know in bat like the the. The old crowbar Yeah, the extended cut of <laughs> Batman v Superman. The the old crowbar to the face scene. The old crowbar and gasoline trick. So, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like that's 
why it's going to be rated R. I don't think there's going to be... What if it's just, like, a dirty, like, booby scene or something? <laughs> Would you be so upset? Like, well, I, this is what we got rated R for. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. What? A set of boobs. <laughs> Titanic's not rated R. It's All right, PG-13. Fair, fair. And I don't think it'll be costly. Oh, like, wait. Take a breath really quick. Like, big, deep breath. We're finally living in a world where Leo won an Oscar, man. <laughs> it took a hundred years. <laughs> so back to Batman, anyway. <laughs> oh, that was a weird segue. It was, but it, it had to be done. Could you yeah. just imagine Leo as Red Hood? Perfect. Oh, done. He's gonna man. Win I didn't even think about that. That'd be oh, awesome. That would be pretty cool. Um, But yeah, like like the back on top. I feel that's why it's going to be rated R. I think just that brut- the brutality, like... I don't think we're going to get, like, a Watchmen sex scene in Batman. We see... <laughs> well, they can always <laughs> like, do an extended cut of that bathtub we see scene we see in the the trailer. Yeah, just when you said extended cut, it just sounded so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, it's funny, when you had mentioned... Now, what... Um, I can't remember, who is Jenna Malone supposed to play? I completely forgot. Um, I keep hearing it's a comic book character... But I can't say who. Okay. So, okay, so you know. So, it's funny, when you mentioned Jenna Malone and you said she was cut, it made me, and for some reason, my mind went straight to Killing Joke. I don't know if you guys know what I'm seeing I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of when you just said that. I um, feel like, I mean, we might get that scene, and that maybe that's why, you know, like, the movie's rated R. Like, I feel like her, be, her being cut was specific for this reason why the movie's going to be R-rated and the extended, like, DVD Blu-ray. And once you see that and see why, um, it'll be real. I think fans will be happy. Um, I think fans are going to be disappointed that she's not in the film for, like, if the rumor that I keep hearing of who she is playing. Um, but, well, it'll all pan out when, when that comes out, so... Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, and I, like I said, I, I think it's gonna. I think a lot of people are gonna be very curious about that R-rated cut. So, you know, there you go. And a, even bigger profit for BB, BBS uh, next. Uh, well, actually, at the end of this year. Um, now we've talked about the DCEU. We've talked about JLA and BBS, but DCTV. What they have done is they've gone in. They've gone heavy into the multiverse. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people that are watching the flash and arrow and legends of tomorrow aren't really familiar with, with what it is. And, and, you know, what it just to quick, quickly break it down. Um, it basically just means that there are infinite number of earths and infinite number of the people you see as those characters on these other earths. So there can be like 10, 20 flashes, 10, 20 arrows, even Batman, Superman, there's 10, 20 of those. Um, now what I love about it is how it's really, uh, set things up for possible future projects. Um, you know, they, and I know that in plenty of interviews, uh, the showrunners for all the shows, uh, and, and even, um, Zack Snyder to a point, they've all kind of mentioned the multiverse in some, at some point. And while they have said that everything is separate, what they have always followed with that is, uh, because there's no plans at this time. Call me crazy, but I always hang on that because they never say no. They never say no, no. These are completely shut off, you know, universes. This is, um, you know, no. These are never going to intersect. They always say it's there's no plans. 
Um, what do you guys think of that? Do you guys like the idea of eventually down the line of these DC TV shows crossing over with the movie universe? While I'm not going to rule it out, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, they're just kind of on different levels from each other. And I don't know if, if uh, Warner Brothers would really want to mix the two of them together because doing that would be quite an unexpected result, I feel like. They could just play it safe and keep them separated because right now the DC TV is doing just fine on its own and I'm sure the movies would do just fine on their own. Maybe, like, maybe it could depend on the character. Like maybe they could do Supergirl somehow, but I don't think they're going to do Flash or Arrow. I, th- I like the idea of having them separate. Me too. Like, I, like, cause if I don't like, like, the BVS version of the Flash, I have Grant Gustin's Flash, like, you know, back up on. You know, maybe they have a Charlie Hunnam as Green Arrow in, you know, the film version, but, you know, I like what Stephen Amell does. Like, just, I can get more, like, the, the world is richer in TV right now. Like, you have just more time to tell those stories. And I really like what they have done. Like, kind of like, let's say that they're closed universes. I feel like they're just they're they're not open for like a film to TV kind of crossover. I feel like I feel like how they're kind of like shut those two. They're separate, I guess you could say. Like you have your your film version of these characters, and you have your you know your TV version of their characters, and they're both you know you know great mediums. The only thing that I feel like is really doing a disservice to them is like toys because. You're going to see a Fl- Grant Gustin Flash, then you're going to see a Ezra Miller Flash. And, you know, if you're like a parent, you're like, what kind of, fl- what does my kid want? Like Flash-wise or Green arrow You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's the only way they cr- kind of put themselves in a corner. Like, obviously, they're going to make money off, you know, the the sales of the TV show, you know, commercials and everything. The only thing I wish they would do, honestly, with, like, the TV version of, these characters, I really want like a like a Gotham Central on Netflix or yeah. HBO. Like the Gotham TV show needs to be canceled. <laughs> like it. it needed to be canceled. The They're bringing back season, Fish Mooney. Uh, I just, I really like like a lot of people are gonna think that's what like you know you know this the show of you know what Gotham Central is. You know, talking with Greg Rucka, you know, he doesn't even watch the show because he feel like he'd be get very angry at watching the show what mm-hmm. he kind of established i think that there's an opportunity with you know netflix or hulu or whatever that they need to explore and they haven't yet and it irritates me so yeah no i i agree i um i've i've been kind of still following gotham now i've i've now i haven't watched quite a few of them lately but um Sorry. my and i won't turn this into a gotham rant but you know i Oh, we don't mind. <laughs> you can you can rant about it. Well, we've, done, we've done like seven episodes. <laughs> well, no, my, well, you know what? Here's my biggest issue is the fact that they have have all these established villains and we don't have a Batman. And I get that it's the story of Jim Gordon, but I just always felt like, um, you know, I, I didn't read too much of the comic books, some of them, but just from watching the movies, it always felt like, a lot of these villains were the product of what happened after Batman came mm-hmm. around. And I feel like that's been taken away in Gotham. I agree. I agree 100% with you. You know, they have Doctor Strange now and, and Mr. Freeze, and I'm like, this isn't so... This, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm rubbing my temples because I'm like, this isn't how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> and, 
And I'm like, you know, this... <laughs> I, I try not to be too crazy of a purist, but I'm like, come on. I mean, there's got to be. I don't know. Is it just because the lack of Batman that you have to fill the show with like 50 villains of his from his rogue gallery? Like, you know, I mean, they there were nods to Scarecrow. There were nods to the Joker. I mean, it just it just I, I never was a big fan of that. I don't know. I, was, I, don't, not, I don't think there's a clear direction with Gotham. They want to be like if you just look at the tone of it, they don't know what a tone like they can't decide if it wants to be campy, if it wants to be dark, if it wants to be serious, or if it wants to be silly. Like the Bruce I mean, for Alf- fuck's sake, they were like, Oh my god, Alfred's in the hospital, he might die and people were like, Oh my god, I hope Alfred's gonna be okay. <laughs> fucking seen Batman? Batman's like forty years old and Alfred's like, Would you like some toast, sir? Like, come on, this is dude. Well, sir. Like, there's no tension there. Yeah, they just they, like I said, there's there's major issues with that show. Like, I feel like they're just milking it because it's Batman. Mm-hmm. We have Gordon, like, as I don't really care for the actor who plays Jim Gordon. I think he has got a weird fucking voice. I can't get past that voice. <laughs> Strange. He's, it's, I don't know. There's something weird. No, no, it's, no, no. It's it's, uh, it's true. Like he, you know, I. I think his name's Ben McKenzie. And, yeah, uh, he's Batman in year one, and I hated his voice. Yeah. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so a little connection there, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, I just it's you know it's it's always kind of been on the fence for me, and I I've tried to get through it, and I for the most part I have like I, like I said I I am kind of behind on this season, but um it's just it's just it just frustrates me, and I think that's why I'm so like reluctant to. I'll turn it on and I'll watch it, but it's not something I'm. It's not like the Flash where I'm like I need to watch this. Like it's you know it's it's. Because you know be. you're getting good television. Exactly. exactly. It's not. It's not. It's like watching like like it's like watching the Detroit Lions. It's like man, why am I still watching this frustration? I already know they're gonna lose. <laughs> oh, that was that was uh, yeah, that was a good comparison. <laughs> um, now, I expect nothing else. Still disappointed. <laughs> Hey, you're talking to a Cowboys fan, so uh, <laughs> Tony Romo. Oh God, let's let's get back to Batman. <laughs> um, but I'm curious. So, I, have you guys caught up with a lot of the DC TV that's on right now? I'll be honest. Like, I've watched like five episodes of each show, and I really like it. It's just hard for me to like binge watch TV like TV shows like that. Like, I didn't make it a murderer, and like even for that, <laughs> for me to do that. Like Kyle knows me, like 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 my TV watching it. Unless it's like like on like nothing else is on, and I got nothing else to do. Like I might like throw on an episode, but then I'm just like, eh, I need to do something with my. Come dad. on, Justin, watch Game of Thrones. You'll like it. I know. Trust like me. I've I've never even watched like a full episode of Game of Thrones. So that's like my TV watching. I much rather watch a film. Like this is how it's always been for me. But I like whenever I do pick up like The Flash or Green Arrow. I, I even like really like Legends of Tomorrow. Like I feel like that's a really well made show. Like I didn't like the first episode. I thought I was like, come on, let's get to it. But after like the first episode, I like really enjoyed it. But like watching it like on a regular basis, I just can't do. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's you know, not that long ago we just had Arrow, and now we have you know Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even Supergirl. Um, so it's, it's, it is a lot of television. I mean, it's cool, but it's a lot of television to follow, to keep fo- It's really well made. I mm-hmm. really like Supergirl. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, all, for me, in the beginning, it kind of was bumpy, but I feel like it's gotten so good. I don't know if you guys have seen the recent episodes, um, but she has gotten a chance to see Clark's, uh, 
or Kal-El's, uh Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, I watched. I watched the episode. The last episode I watched was with Martian Manhunter. I was like, they have Martian Manhunter oh, in the show. Yes. That's yeah, I'm watching this. You know, that's that's actually uh, one of the cool things is you know because they're gonna have the huge Flash Supergirl crossover episode. Oh, yeah. Um Like the same weekend that, or the same like the Monday that's following the BBS uh, uh, opening weekend. So I, you know, I'm pretty sure that was no coincidence right there. Um, but uh, but no, they they have the uh, the fortress and and you know oh that's what I was gonna say you know I hope that when the Flash comes over to Supergirl I hope that we get a scene of Flash and Manhunter together because I would you know that would just be amazing to see because I mean that's you know kind of a step closer to the Justice League on television I guess <clears throat> um, but you know I they they showed the fortress and and there's you know there was a a scene in, in one of the comic book panels that they did and there's there's one specific story it's called it's called justice and it's it's a favorite story i love to read um but when everyone goes to the fortress of solitude you know they go inside and they see superman's uh they see they see where he goes and and there's a really cool um entrance and it's jor-el and his and his mom like holding up like a i i, I what i assume is krypton and they're the statues, and they did recreate that in Supergirl, which I thought was really freaking cool. Um, because, as, you know, in, in all the, you know, iterations of Superman, whenever there's a Fortress of Solitude, it's just been just ice everywhere, and crystals. Um, they've never really dug into what he keeps in the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, now, maybe that's just a product of the fact that we never have gotten that far to see what he can put in there. But they did a really nice job, I thought, in that episode where, you know, you got to see his collectibles, so to speak. Um, I'm going off on a tangent. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, what's that? I love tangents because we can rag on Gotham. Oh, man. <laughs> no, we could, we could spend a lot of time doing that. Um, now, now, I know you guys, you said you weren't too hip to a, you know – crossover with the dc tv and dceu you know i was i was rereading infinite crisis for that very reason because i was curious if they could ever do something like that you know how could they do it it would have to be some sort of huge event it couldn't be like all done in one movie there's just no way um and and it, it just occurred to me like you know if they were to do something like this it would have to take place on a huge huge scale it would have to be some sort of like trilogy type of event um, I mean, what do you guys think of that? If they were to do something, like that, what would you think if they announced some sort of Infinite Crisis event and it was like a three-picture thing uh, taking a place across all the universes? Well, I, like, I guess like for that, I'd like to see how Infinity Wars kind of like shapes up because there's going to be, what, 67 Marvel heroes in it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just- uh, I guess it, like see how because when you when I hear sixty seven characters that means absolutely like no story, so if they can pull it off in that then maybe I'd like to see that like you know a crossover between like having like two or three flashes having like all like the Green Lantern Corps like that'd be interesting. But first I'd like to see how like Infinity War kind of like handles it. Like I I have faith in like the filmmakers behind that. I mean as long as like they let those guys do what they think should you know like should do, but. I don't know, like, I feel like once you start getting into that, like, with crazy amounts of characters, you're just going to be sitting there watching everyone fight, and there's going to be absolutely no story, which irritates me, so. That's true, I mean, it is easier to cover something like like that in 
uh, like seven or eight comic book issues versus a two to even three hour movie. So that's a good point. So do you guys see um, maybe a scenario where they do copy Marvel in the sense that it's phases? They do this all this all the JLA feature stuff all all of it's in phases or do you think they're just gonna announce it more of like okay so these movies are coming out at this year and and the so on and so on? I don't think that like it's gonna be more like a like a copycat kind of thing, but I do think it's inevitable. Like when it's like anything else, when one side does something, the other's got to do something just as immaculate to to stay in the the public eye. So I don't think that it's going to be like directly like, a, oh, shit, we got to do exactly what the other guy's doing. But it's kind of going to be like, a, oh, shit, we got to do exactly what the other guy's doing, you know? Now, I got to ask you guys, I know you're you're Batman guys, so you're partial to Batman. Now, let's just say this was a standalone Batman v Superman. I want to ask each one of you guys this. Are you taking Batman or Superman? Uh, I'm taking Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Todd, <laughs> Jason Todd, <laughs> hair crowbar. <laughs> no, um, I'm still uh, all biased aside. I still take Batman, Kryptonite. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Batman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> I, I, well, I was thinking Aquaman. So. <laughs> I mean, Aquaman's spear can pierce the skin of Superman. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You want um, to spec? Nope. <laughs> um. What, what do you guys think of uh, – now, we, you guys mentioned Green Lantern. What do you guys think of that, uh, you know, how he's going to be introduced – well, reintroduced uh, in the DC films? Are you guys excited about a little bit more of a of a outer space element with, with Green Lantern? You know, um, yeah, I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, uh, you know, that was going to be like their Star Wars, they kept saying. That was going to be their movie that, that – really opened up the Marvel Universe uh, in, in a more grand way. Do you guys see the same thing with Green Lantern in that aspect? I do not. I see the Green Lantern Corps as going to be Lord of the Rings in space. You're going to have all these different races. You're going to have all these different people. And you can you can make it a very grand scale with Green Lantern. You, you could have Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart. I really want to see Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart. Really, I want to see John Stewart give a shit about Hal Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. But having those two, and then you can you can go Kyle Rayner, you go Kilowog. Just oh, think about cool. them putting like having Peter Jackson make a Lord of the Rings Green Lantern film in space. Just lots of flying instead of walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's a ring. I mean, <laughs> it all makes sense. You've kind of done it before, <laughs> sir. Uh, you could just it? wing it like the <laughs> other ones. <laughs> rings. I can do this. <laughs> like, how awesome. I mean, he did wing the Hobbit. I mean, he could wing Green Lantern and still be better than the last Green Lantern. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's that's yeah. I completely agree with you guys. Um, that would be a, like a lot of fun though to be a Lord of the Rings style uh, movie, but with Green Lantern because, like you said, I mean it's so vast that they really could play around with all those characters. Like think like if you look at how like Lord of the Rings was written and like the film of it, you know it's obviously there's a lot of walking where they could just use eagles, which I don't understand. But anyway, thanks Gandalf. Put that, put that aside. If you look at like the how the how they do the they use the different races they use all these different you know story like twists and everything and how it's like this grand epic scale 
you know, the epic battles. Like, imagine, like, a Lord of the... Like, Two Towers, which is my favorite of Lord of the Rings. The Battle of Helm's Deep in space. Kind of a scene. Like, the end of, like, that first film. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Um, I mean, this... I mean, it just... You just throw the... We should be writing these movies. <laughs> We can we can all pitch him at Peter Jackson and, and try to get him on to direct it. It'd be like Vin, it'd be like the MTV Movie Awards when they get Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller to pinch the to pitch uh them like the Lord of the Rings like four. I don't know, have you ever seen that? I heard about it. I didn't see it though. It's hysterical. Hobbit on Hobbit on Hobbit. You know we we're talking about all these characters like Green Lantern. You know, one character that was announced a long time ago uh, was was Black Adam and and Dwayne Johnson, how he, the Rock, uh, how he was gonna portray him. Now, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything much? And and you know, just aside from that, but what do you? How do you guys think he'll fit into the universe? I mean, are you guys excited about him portraying Black Adam? I mean, he is a huge dude, and Black Adam is a huge dude. What what do you think about him fitting in with everybody else? The only way I want to see this movie. It's got to be, you know, the Rock John, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam with Marky Mark as Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> They've I've already seen them in Pain, Pain and Gain. They're like really perfect for each other for that film, and I feel like they could really, you know, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, talk with, you know, once it was announced, there was the big brouhaha around it, but after that, it's been really silent. It's been I really, dead, yeah. But I feel like that's more because they're trying to really nail these these first movies, you know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. I mean, you, we have James Wan directing Aquaman. We have uh, Seth Graham Smith, you know, directing The Flash. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like they're trying to get the house in order first, and then they're going to, okay, these movies work because of this. And, you know, Black Adam Shazam are really different from those kind of movies. You know, they're more, like, the uh, just getting, like, someone like The Rock in a film like this, it's already going to make $100 million. But I really, they really need to find like a really good filmmaker f- to be, and you know, The Rock's super busy. He's filming Baywatch, and he's doing, he does all kinds of. He's got like an HBO show. He does like a show on TNT, if I if I'm correct. Like mm-hmm. he's like the busiest guy in Hollywood right now. So I don't see that movie coming out before 2020, 2021. Is it something that you're just kind of like whatever to like if it happens, it happens. Yeah, if it happens, yeah. it happens. As much as I want to see The Rock and like the DCEU, how awesome would it be for him to jump into like Justice League Two and like you know be like a badass in that? Like obviously he's more like an antihero with Black Adam, but I mean I, I really think like let's let's worry about these core movies first, like the first three or four. As long as those movies are okay, okay, then as long as you I can entrust you with these movies, go ahead and go do. Black Adam Shazam, go do, um, you know, Justice League Dark with Dead Man and all these other films. You know, a, mo- a movie we didn't talk about too much uh, yet was uh, Suicide Squad. And, you know, the news broke, I think, it, I don't remember if it was yesterday or today, um, but uh, David Ayer and Will Smith are, have already been signed to come back for a sequel. Um, what do you guys think of, of them already moving forward with that and... What do you think of it just being Will Smith so far being announced? Um, I think that everything that has gone on and is going on with the Suicide Squad film is just 
phenomenal. Other like, than them, like other than like the first month of filming in Toronto. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look at all these lots of, <laughs> I, But no one expected that film to be as big as it already is, and I'm not worried that it's just David Ayer and Will Smith right now. I obviously they're gonna play this Will Smith card until Will Smith's out of here because he's the friggin' one of the biggest actors in the entire world. Like everyone knows Will Smith's face and the fact that they got him to be a character in pretty much what's considered a B list group of freaking villains in the DC universe. Like that says something like there's, there's something going on with that movie. That's a lot more special than, Hey, we're just going to make this movie about bad guys. Will Smith doesn't do crap movies. I mean, he has in the past. Everyone does a crap movie here. After there. Earth. Yeah, everyone does a crap movie. But, I mean, to be as open and as in the public view that Will Smith's been with Suicide Squad, I, there's no way that this is going to be a bad movie. And for them to already be gung-ho to make another one, and to, for both David Ayer and Will Smith to sign on to it already, just says that... A, the movie that's coming out soon is going to be incredible, and B, their heart's really in the game, so they should be making more of these movies, because when their heart's in it, it's generally what the fans want to see. Ben Affleck, in the Entertainment Weekly piece that, you know, it's been coming out, he said he's already seen Suicide Squad, because he's in Suicide Squad, so he's already seen it, and he said it's really, really good, and everything like that's been coming, you know, with that film has been really awesome and really cool. So again, you know, like I believe, like in what he has to say, like I feel like he's sort of kind of like shepherding the film, like these films, and helping like them with the confidence of like, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like Marvel has been doing this for eight years. They started with mm-hmm. Iron Man in 08. And now that we're getting off and running with BABS, and you see, like, certain journalists or, you know, like, they, there's, like, a weird thing with certain journalists who want Batman v Superman to fail. Yeah. And really interested in, like, we already know who these people are. We've talked about it. I tweet about it all the time. I think that they're douchebags. Um, I really like to see these these two people get into <laughs> the ring with Zack Snyder or David Ayer. Because yeah. they kick their ass, like, straight up. And I've already watched one get his ass kicked by, like, a six foot three, 160-pound dude, like, within, like, 30 seconds. So, obviously, he is kind of a bitch. But anyway, <laughs> putting that away, that I feel like Ben Affleck is kind of the backbone of these movies. Like, the, like he can project, you know, the, the last film that he really was you know, like, in charge of one Academy Award for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. So they're using him as, like, the springboard for all this confidence. I feel like he's the the guy who's like, all right, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, he's the confidence. Like, Jack Nicholson was with the first Batman movie. I feel like he's that guy here. And Suicide Squad is going to be the... I want to say it's going to be the unexpected hit or whatever, you, you, you know, you say about these, you know, the surprise hit of the year. But it probably isn't going to be a surprise. It's probably going to be a huge, huge hit that people are going to go see multiple times. I mean, look at the first trailer, like the first real trailer that wasn't leaked. I'm not talking comic book, the Comic-Con one. I'm talking about the one with, 
you know, the the Bohemian Rhapsody Queen, you know, Queen song. Yeah, right. Everyone loved that, and everyone has said that's the best comic book trailer I've ever seen. That in itself says a lot about where they're going with this film, and we've only seen a hint of it. Jared Leto is going to be huge in this DC uh, extended multiverse. Yeah, no, I I completely agree that you know Ben App. Just paying attention to his confidence for all these movies is really important. You know, it's still astounding when you think about when he got cast and people just were crazy, went the nuts about it. And, you know, you would have thought that he just made Daredevil a year ago um, because people, were, <laughs> you know, no pun intended, but people went batshit crazy. And it's it's really ridiculous because um, I remember talking to people and thinking, did you not just see Argo? Did you, did you not see that movie? Did you not see The Town? The yeah, and, yeah, and Gone Girl. I'm like, you know, he's 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 done such a phenomenal job of resurrecting his film career, and then the minute he does something like this, like people jumped all over him, and I just thought it was ridiculous. Um, now it's you know he's like we were said earlier, you know he's getting from the very few people that have seen it, people love his take on Batman. They love what everything they've seen about Batman. You know, to a lot of the mainstream audience that have seen Suicide Squad, they might have not paid attention to the little detail that Batman is in Suicide Squad. So for all the positive buzz it's gaining, you know, we're still months out. When it's when people actually realize that he's in the movie, do you think that's going to push things up even more from where it is now? I Absolutely. You know, we're starting to... I mean, obviously Deadpool was kind of like the start of like the comic book movies of 2016, but Batman v Superman is like the start of the mo- like the summer movie kind of thing because I feel like summer movies really happen right around Easter, so we're gonna get at the beginning of the year we have Batman v Superman, the end of summer we're gonna get Suicide Squad and they both have Batman, they're both gonna be, I feel like when you have someone like Batman in a film you already jump up fifty like add fifty million dollars to to your. <laughs> to your your uh, box office yeah no it's it's uh it's i i completely agree you know it's 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 awesome you know when we first heard that he's going to be in the movie i thought it was great um but all this positive buzz about his portrayal in bbs only just makes me feel even more confident about you know him in suicide squad and future batman films because i know the other big concern when it was announced that he was cast as batman was wait a second we just had christian bale in the dark knight What's going on? Um, but I, I, you know, it's like we've been saying. If you just look at the man's confidence and everything he's doing with the DCEU, I think it just speaks volumes, and it should just make you that much more excited to watch these movies because I think they're going to be really, really good. Um, now, um, final thoughts. I want to give you guys the floor here. Tell you're me, sh- what's that? <laughs> I said you're screwed. <laughs> We're now, going up, at- <laughs> now. No. Damn it! <laughs> Tell me your final thoughts on on Batman v Superman. Your feelings, uh, everything built up to when you're till when the the, the lights you know, the the lights go dark and we see this movie that we've been waiting for years for. Uh, definitely a lot of excitement. As we were saying earlier, there's gonna be a lot of firsts in this movie, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how all that's gonna how how it's gonna turn out and what the fan reception is gonna be like. Because I know there's a lot of haters out there. I want to see how loud they are after the movie comes out. That's that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, but mostly excitement because I we've just been waiting for this movie for a couple of years now, and it, it's finally happening. We're almost there. Yeah, let's hope Kim Jong Un doesn't blow the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I what Kyle had to say, 
Um, the moment they announced Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, I was automatically excited because I knew that he would be be behind the the camera, you know, helping shepherd the film. I really loved Man of Steel. Like there were there's obviously there's certain things about the film that I didn't really care for or really didn't you know see eye to eye with. But at the end of the day, it was a gr- really great film by a really great filmmaker who has made the most underrated comic book film of all time in Watchmen, and you know even 300. 300 was a great film too. Um, finally, we're 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 less than for me. I'm less than 20 days. You no, know, fuck off with the whole early <laughs> screen. <laughs> um, but I'm I feel like people. All, I'd say 95% of those haters are going to shut their mouths after, the, you know, the lights go dim and they're just going to be in awe. The film, it was filmed in IMAX. So we're going to get that. It's going to, it's, you know, action. We're going to see Batman face off against Superman. They're going to see the Trinity face off against Doomsday and Lex Luthor. What more could you want? Like, even if the story is, sh- like, just completely terrible... Like, we still get that. <laughs> and that is enough for me. <laughs> um, For me, I mean, I can't really express it any other way that they just did. I, I'm i just really pumped that we get to see a uh, relatively mean... Like, just that... We get to see my favorite kind of Batman. We get to see, like, the mean... I'm pissed off that I've been fighting bad guys all this time. No one's learning their lesson. And he's just a badass. And now we get to see Batman be a badass against and with Superman. And I'm with just like Justin said, as soon as I said Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was floored and super excited. I've been team Ben Affleck since it was it was announced and I've been fighting with people for it seems like forever now about how Ben Affleck's going to kill this role as Batman. Just being a Batman fan like I am, I, I really don't have any worries about seeing this movie. And it's really hard to say that going into the theater to see a lot of movies. I'm not worried about... I'm more worried about everyone being so pumped about watching the movie that I'm not going to be able to hear the movie through applause and cheers, you know? And Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons is Alfred. And Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you guys more, you know, and, and this has been something that Warner Brothers and DC have been really toying with for a long time, and, and that goes back even before Christopher Nolan got his hands on the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, I remember reading a script that uh, I think it was Andrew Kevin Walker who wrote it for... Yeah, uh, Peterson one. I'm, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and just these, you know, these different scripts for a Batman and Superman script and and and... and for me, it's just the fact that we're getting it that I'm just so pumped up about it. Um, you know, I, I've watched these characters from being the time of a, of a kid, just like you guys. Um, and and just getting it on screen. I mean, you know, I, I get, you know, a lot of people love Marvel and Avengers and they love that. But to me, it's always just been Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. And, and to finally get the Trinity on screen... It's something I didn't think I would ever see in my lifetime, to be quite honest, because there was so much politics going on, and and then so much like, oh, we might do it, we might do it, oh, something happened, we can't do it, um, and just the fact that they're doing this, I, I you know, when Ben Affleck was cast, I'm like you, I I, I love the casting, I thought it was great, 
it showed where they were going with the character. Um, I was more excited when it was announced that Chris Terrio was writing this, was rewriting the script mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of people complained about David Goyer and, and there were, there were, you know, valid complaints about what he wrote for Man of Steel. But when I was, it was announced that Chris Terrio was writing it. I was like, what, what, what the guy who won an Academy Award for Argo is, is writing, rewriting Batman and Superman. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, like it, it can't be any, it can't be set up any more perfect for them to, to, to do well. Um, and then, like you guys were saying, like Ben Affleck's going to be there. He's not an he's not going to be a guy that's going to sit around and just take direction. He's going to, like you said, he's going to be helping Zack Snyder. You know, he's he's going to be helping Chris Terrio work on the script. Um, he's going to. And they be, took their time with it too. Like, remember, we were supposed to get this film last summer, right? But we, they they were so like this is what makes me excited for the film. Like, obviously, they're going to be making money, but they were worried about making a good film first and then making the money later. They want it to be done right. Yeah, and they, that's exciting for me that they are willing to move the film to a March twenty fifth date, which you know, like I, Fast and Furious did that, but you don't get that for like a huge like tentpole blockbuster film. Batman comes out in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, and they they and I have no problem with them taking as much time as they need to get this as right. As they need to get it, because like I said, I mean it's Batman and Superman. I mean you have Wonder Woman, but it's just something that we need to see on screen, and we're finally getting it. And and I'm not gonna lie, like my expectations are, they're they're not. It's more just the fact that we're getting them on screen. Once that happened, once that was announced, I think for me anything else was fair game. But yeah. like, but I'm not gonna lie. At the end of this, I might cry because I am so excited about seeing this whole thing take place. Um, watching the execution, watch these, watching Batman and Superman come together on screen. I mean, are you, are you freaking kidding me? It's gonna be so amazing. And then you throw Wonder Woman in there, and you throw all the nods to Justice League, and I am so excited about this. Um, it's just, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so much fun. I think it's only like 15 seconds long, but in that final trailer when I. Uh... When when Batman when when uh, Alfred tells Batman like oh, I'll drop you off on the second floor you know like from point where he comes through the floor until the end of that fight scene like I was just like I was paralyzed I was like in shock of just extreme pure joy and happiness they watching Batman just kick ass like that I and, and we're gonna see a whole movie of this yeah. like. Wow. I mean, we've never seen Batman move like that before, you know? It's like... Right! When I, when I saw that, you know, I was talking to people and I said, you know, it's like Zack Snyder saw Ark, the Arkham game series and he was like, that. I want that. Uh-huh. Um, because he just flowed so well. I was like, oh my... I was... You know, like I told you guys, I was reading um, Infinite Crisis and, you know, one of the ma- main bad guys, when he acknowledges, like, a, a, a hero, it would say, like, you know, Nightwing... Um, you know, like, uh, it would be like class B type of hero. And then you would have like Superman and Wonder Woman, all the people that are like, you know, like have superpowers. Um, they would be like the alphas and they always, and then of course, when it was Batman, he was an alpha too, you know, a much different alpha, but he was an alpha. And so when I saw that the first like 15 seconds of that trailer, I was like, that's the Batman alpha we've always wanted to see when he, he says you know i i'm getting old i've lost a step and i always thought it was hilarious because i was like if he's moving like that at this age what was he moving like 20 years ago <laughs> right that's what yeah that's a slow batman like what are you talking about 
it's just uh it's it's very uh it's it's gonna leave us in awe i think um so that is gonna do it for our talk our talk for now uh, you know the you know whenever we end the show we always like to talk about our favorite uh movies we like to recommend to people um and seeing as this is like a whole dc theme uh what would you guys uh, what would you guys be your picks be for uh, classic picks this week um i'll start um I'll throw one out there that's kind of different. We were speaking earlier about the the consistency of the Thomas and Martha Wayne story. It's always there. You always it's always the same thing but different, you know. I'm going to throw a Flashpoint paradox out there. Um for those of you that haven't seen it without any spoilers really, it's an alternate it, it's a, it's a movie about Flash for the most part, but it does take place in a Batman universe but it's a universe where instead of thomas and martha wayne being killed on that night little bruce wayne gets killed and it drives his mother mad and she becomes like a like the joker pretty much and thomas wayne actually becomes batman um it's an animated film uh directed by jay oliva right yep directed by jay oliva who does amazing amazing animated films for dc but you should totally check that one out if you're a Batman fan or a Flash fan. Uh, for me, I'm just gonna do like, like easy, easy answer. Uh, either Batman: Mask of the Phantasm or Return of the Joker. Like you can never go wrong with that. Uh, the, just the way that I, I re- the way that those stories kind of like stay with me. I really love to see like I really really love to see a uh, a like Phantasm some like brought into more, you know, DC stuff or, you know, like a Batman Beyond kind of live action film, so that's for me. My pick is going to be for those who want to see more of the Suicide Squad. It's going to be Assault in Arkham. Yeah. That's a, it's a great movie. It's just full of the Suicide Squad getting together, going on a mission to Arkham and just having all sorts of crazy stuff happening. Batman shows up just like in the Suicide Squad movie. It's just a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, you know, um, I was going to actually pick, like, one of the movies, like, Dark Knight movies, but I decided to change my mind and go animated. Uh, Under the Red Hood, which I mentioned earlier, is, I think, a really cool animated movie they did. Um, I've always enjoyed the Red Hood storyline, um, and I think they nailed it pretty well in that in that animated movie. So, um, it might be on Netflix. I don't know. I, th- I saw it a long time ago on Netflix, but, yeah, very cool story that, you know, they might explore one day, so you might want to check that out. So that is going to do it for our show today. Uh, guys, uh, Justin, Kyle, Tom, thank you for coming on. I had so much fun talking to you guys about this stuff. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having thank us on. And if uh, you want to want to like just not let the other two back on the show, we could always get something going here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what's funny is we actually – Casey, unfortunately, has left us. So we have um, oh. we have Sarah now, Sarah Belmont. Um, you guys might have talked to her on Twitter Um yeah, she's our yeah she's our new new co-host now. But um, Casey, yeah, uh, he's at Via Blast on Twitter. So just give him give him hell if you want to. But um, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you guys at? Uh, the best place to find us right now would be Twitter at Shanleyan on Bat. We do have a website www.shanleyanonbatman.com. We are also in the process of hooking up a new website for our podcast network which is called the podcast empire network there is a website available for that right now it's a very rough website it's still in development 
But you can check that out. Uh, what is it, Kyle? Uh, it, when it's all up and ready, it'll be podcastempirenetwork.com. So make sure you check that out. But Twitter for sure, at Shanley and I'm Bat. Facebook, Shanley and I'm Batman. Um, that's where you find us. You can find Kyle at Looting Kyle. You can find Tom at Batman Bass Slap. And you can find me on Twitter at Batman Shanlin. Awesome. Again, guys, thank you so much for coming on and uh, doing this. Because this is basically our, our pre-show for, for Batman v Superman. So I definitely know I wanted to get you guys on here to talk about it. Awesome, man. Uh, we really had a good time. Appreciate us. Uh, yeah, appreciate <laughs> yes, to come on the show. <laughs> Very cool. Um, you can find us uh, at Cena Nerd on Twitter. You can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us all our content uh, over at the GW, GWW.com. Video games, movies, uh, you'll find all the cool content there. Um, go to iTunes, rate us, check us out. Um, that is going to do it for our show next week. We'll get back to our, our regular format next week, talking uh, shows like Agent Carter next week, uh, maybe even Lucifer, which uh, actually seems to be a pretty good show. Um, all right, that is going to do it. Uh, Till next time, you have streaming options and a DVR. Use them. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!